0: hello everybody hello welcome to uh foreigner fm today is november 18th yeah (laughs) yeah it is okay cool i'm making sure it is november 18th 2022 uh my name is julian quintero as always and by always i mean for the first time in like three weeks after uh, a lot of problems with uh Uh, Her personal life. I am joined Mm -hmm. by my co-host, Laura Faria. How are you doing today, Laura?
1: Much better. Thank you so much. (laughs) How are you, Julian?
0: Uh, I'm all right. It's been kind of hectic for you, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Really hectic. It's 2022 for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm glad that you're doing all right. That song that you were hearing at the introduction of it all was uh, Mi Cura. Am I? Wait, am I? Oh, my God, I accidentally clicked off of it. Mi cura, mi enfermedad de tomates fritos. And if you know where they're from, then you know what today's episode is. Today we're going to be talking about Venezuela. And I brought in one of the many Venezuelan immigrants that exist around the world. The one, the only, Eliezer Gutierrez. How are you doing today? How's it going, guys? Thank you so much for having me. Oh, yeah, we're honestly really happy to have you. Um, obviously, this show, the whole point of it is to talk about foreigners, talk about your experiences in life, talk about why you came to Canada, and then just kind of, as the people here, you know, shoot the conversation, talk, have some fun, and then just really bring a new conversation, talk cultural things. And, yeah, so primarily I want to ask you before, first and anything, I already said your name, but to introduce yourself to the audience, talk about why you came to Canada, and then just kind of get it going from there.
2: So my name is Eliezer Gutierrez, but everyone except for my mom calls me (laughs) Eli. Your mom doesn't call you Eli? No, she calls me Eliezer. (laughs) And I'm my grandmother. So I'm here in Canada, like I've been everywhere. I live in Venezuela, I was born in Venezuela. Then I moved to Peru for many reasons. And here I am now in Canada enjoying the snow because to be honest with you i love it mm. and, can't well,
1: relate
2: oh yeah i love the snow it's amazing Cannot relate. There's I, so I love many, the snow as well there's so mm-hmm. many things you can do with the snow which mm. is like skiing
0: snowboarding throwing snowballs it's amazing oh no. so, yeah no no la- <laughs> la- for those of you at home that are not in canada for whatever reason uh the past three four days we experienced the first snowfall of the season uh a lot earlier than at least it was last year. Kind of interesting to see. It was a lot stronger than the one from last year off the start. So that might be a, a hint for things to come.
2: Yeah, I, I have an amazing story. I'm just big, as short as I can. I was working. Uh,
0: don't be short. Come on. I, I was talk.
2: working and like I've been working in this Mexican place for like the last week, helping some friends. And there was like these two girls that they had here like a month and a half. And yeah. they were waiting for the snow. And it like, starts snowing and they were crazy. Like they were running around, they were like playing with it, and we were like, dude, just wait. This is nothing. So
0: (laughs) it's great. No, I I remember when I first saw the snow. I mean, technically the first first time I saw the snow was around this time last year, but it was literally only a flurry. And I was like, Oh my god, (laughs) it's a flurry. Like I was I was like kind of excited. I hadn't seen snow. And then a couple weeks later. It was a friend of mine's birthday. Uh, We went out drinking, it was fun. He came, stayed the night at my place and I wake up the next morning and uh, I check my phone. And on my phone, I have a message from my mom. (laughs) My mom does not live in Canada. My mom lives back home in Colombia. And she's like, hey, how's the snow? I'd just woken up, all my curtains are like closed. And so in my head, I just go, mom, don't be silly if it was snowing, I would know, you know, like that was, was going through my head. Uh, But I didn't send that message to my mom. I went to the window. I, I, I opened my curtain and I see snow, like snow, snow for the first time. And I like, I jump up. I'm like, oh my God, this is like amazing. I was so happy. And I throw on my jacket. I'm putting on my boots. I'm like running out to the door from my room. And right when I leave my room, um, my friend, my roommate, and then, uh, what's it called? Another friend of mine who ended up staying that night, they're all sitting there, and they're like, hey, Julian, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's snowing. Like, what do you mean? It was so fun. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, and yeah, all in all, it was quite fun. I, if you have not seen snow before, I would highly recommend it, in my opinion, at least. I would say at the beginning, because five minutes after snow falls, turns black.
2: And black in the ice. So it snow is like five minutes after it's like, falling, and after that, just run.
1: I, uh, I adopted a husky two years ago, and I thought that would be a good way to get me to like winter, but that, was, that reverse psychology did not work. I still hate winter, except that now I have to walk in the snow for like two hours. And yesterday, it, it snowed really, really bad in my area. And I didn't wanna. I didn't want to go out in the storm. I wanted to stay inside. And then my dog just stared at me like I owed him money, like, <laughs> like he he was staring at me like I seriously had a debt to pay. And if I didn't take him out on a snow walk, like I was not gonna have a second of peace. So I ended up walking in the snow for a one hour yesterday, and I was like, I cannot believe I'm in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: No. I- Oh, I, I personally just really like the snow. I feel like the fact that I've never had like you know, especially because of how my apartment is situated. I don't have like a balcony. I don't have a yard. I don't have to like walk anything.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: like I get to enjoy the snow whenever I want, and if not, I get to be inside in my house, all nice and warm.
1: Plus, you're close to campus too. You only really have to walk like <laughs> a few minutes. Right. Oh, that's fair.
0: That's that's actually amazing. I'm jealous.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think that you
0: see.
2: yeah.
1: No,
0: I, I, you see, people say that, but like. Um, having not seen snow before, uh, my roommate is from Northern Alberta. So this guy, you know, is Captain Ugh. Cold, Captain that's Canada, rough. guy, guy is, Captain Canada. yeah, that's what I call him, you know? And <laughs> the, the main thing as a whole is like last year it would be like negative one, be like zero. And I'm like cold out of my mind. I'm freezing my ass off and he would just go, Oh, it's not cold. So I made a promise to myself that first day to not say it's cold until he says it's cold and to get start getting used to the cold i would like at 8 p.m 9 p.m i would go on these walks when it's just like the wind from the lake is hitting you and it's like really cold i'd go on walks for, like, two hours in just the freezing cold. And my most memorable one was I did a walk from my apartment, which essentially is on TMU campus. I walked all the way to High Park. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, I walked yikes, yikes, in, in yikes. that weather.
0: So I walked for, like, two hours. And I get to High Park. I'm, like, freezing my butt off. I'm, like, okay, I'm going to get, like, on... I didn't know there was a TTC, like, like the train. I didn't know there was there. I just thought of the streetcar. I'm, like, okay, I'm going to wait for the streetcar. And then the streetcar never came. And I'm, like, ah, crap. So I started walking. And I walked for, like... I almost got home before I saw the first streetcar. So, like, all in all, I walked for, like, what? Four hours? Wow. And it was so... I get home, and the one thing I can tell people right now that you don't know when it gets really cold your body gets really itchy they the one thing people will not tell you is that when it gets really cold and if you're out there for a long period of time first your legs are going to get cold and it's going to reach the point where like you might not feel them anymore you know but the second you start feeling your legs again not only does it feel cold and you're kind of shivering and everything but like it gets itchy I don't know. Have you guys experienced that or am I tripping? Yeah, it's
1: because you're dry, really dry. You need moisturizer during winter.
2: (laughs) Go to Bath and Body Works. Shout out to Bath and Body Works. No, but, like, also own boots. You need to have boots. Oh. Like, I don't have boots because I'm stubborn. So, it's, like, minus five. There's, like, snow and I'm wearing bands. Yeah. Why? Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to have boots. I swear to God. They're uncomfortable.
1: Honestly, like... That was a struggle for me, too, particularly because I think winter boots are ugly, and I prioritized looking good for <laughs> the first three years here in Canada, and that was not a smart choice. That was not a smart yeah. choice.
0: No, all in all, it's it's been a, a really interesting time in, uh, in you know, yeah. the snow. I think it's been fun. Uh, with that being said, uh, I think I'm going to take my fir- the first music break here, um, you know, so the... Various people standing outside my window here who are currently touring the RCC and probably all will the come fashion
1: in students interested in fashion. But
0: not all in fashion. Well, Most of these guys waved at me. Okay, that's cool. That was a nice guy. Yeah, we're making friends. <laughs> pre- we're making friends here. <laughs> we're we're, we're doing our best. We're, we're waving at random human beings. You know, life's good. Life's I feel silly. like I'm in
1: one of those like uh, Toronto tour buses, you know, <laughs> where you're just <laughs> waving at people.
0: <laughs> I feel like I feel like uh, a tour guide. I, f- I feel like a zoo animal. You know, I'm like everyone's looking like, at like yeah, everyone's like there's like glass and
2: everyone's looking at us and it's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's just
1: honestly I think they're the zoo animals to be honest <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean their first year so n- not even that they're not so, even yeah.
0: first year so they're they're taking a look to see if they like this wildlife reserve anyway uh, moving on to the first song uh, oh the next song here that we're going to be playing um, this is going to be Allá Cayó by Desorden Público hopefully you guys at home will enjoy
3: Allá cayó, allá cayó, allá cayó. Y dibujaron su muñequito, Eti Salacera. 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 Un Frívolo te rindo, culto, pago tributo ante tus altares. Mundo de consumo, sacando al jugo. De cualquier manera voy pa' la cárcel. ¿Cuál es el tamaño de la moda de paso? No encuentran este par de zapatos. <música> Pero te dame eso, pum. Que te quebre un bicho, con la tonta en el pelo. ¡Horra! Aunque le duelen los pies, Frizz, aunque no sean La cera. Y le pintaron su muñequito la Cera
4: baila. Blanca,
3: detrás de ti baila el loco, baila. del que aspira tener tenerte vaya, fácil pero nunca gratis, venga, sin saberlo ese va a cobrar. Mala paga quien lo manda, blanca. Baila. Se le veía en la cara, cara, bajo esa cuenta, baila. cuenta, que amaneció en la peracera loca que el pez muere por la boca y a veces por la nariz Cabeza el cuento, aquel virginidad que se pierde, no regresa. No regresa para su casa, a cruzar la esquina, guerra de pandillas para la cera. perdida vagabunda, la espalda le alcanza. Ahí quedaste. Mancha la calle, mancha, la historia, mancha de las mismas incoloras de ciudad madre que llora inconsolable. Ay no, ay no. Ay no no más no. ay no 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 que no 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 no
0: back ladies and gentlemen to uh the foreigner fm it's 12 29 p.m in the afternoon because that's what p.m stands for <laughs> um so i wanted to bring up a topic which is very controversial especially between colombia and venezuela so for those of you who don't know colombia and venezuela have had a long-standing rivalry long-standing history it's very crazy so i decided to uh Ask a very controversial question on here. Um, I want. I'm going to put out a warning to everybody at home um, because this is a very serious topic. I want everyone to know that because this covers everything. This covers topics that have caused wars, caused conflicts, <laughs> caused crazy things and I wanted to put this warning out there for anyone listening who may or may not get agitated or have certain feelings about it so Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask Laura first Mm -hmm. and foremost because Laura is neither Colombian nor Venezuelan so here's the question is the Arepa Venezuelan or Colombian?
1: I would have thought Colombian
2: well Mm. uh, ladies and gentlemen (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) About, uh, I don't know, like, to be honest with you, I love this rivalry. Like, we have our arepas. You have your arepas. You Uh, guys
0: have ayakas. We have
2: ayakas. We put avocado, 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 avocado in the arepas (laughs) because we're weird, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just imagine you're going to a country. Because you normally, when you think of avocado, you think like chips and guac. Yeah. Mm. Or Mm -hmm. avocado toast. Yeah. So you go to this place, and they'll tell you they're going to give you like a corn, like a corn sandwich with avocado and chicken and mayonnaise. Like, I would just run. I it sounds ru- fantastic. No, like, I would I run. I would it. run. But it's so, amazing. It's great. Like, and in Colombia, the arepas are good. Ours are better.
0: They're, they're See, okay, so. They're different. So here's, here's the one thing. And I've gotten flack from this in Colombia by friends, family. They think I'm crazy. But this is an opinion that I stand by. I think Colombia invented la arepa. Yeah but venezuela does it better
2: i agree
0: venezuela does it better because uh, at least for me in colombia the most common arepa you obviously find uh, arepa rellena you find it like all over colombia but it's called arepa rellena when you say arepa in colombia is it's flat and then you put the things on top yeah Yeah. so you put like you put your butter you put your cheese you put whatever you want all on top in venezuela it's the arepa and it's always filled with something Mm -hmm. and they're monsters. Mm-hmm. Like, they're amazing. P- they're, no, no, they're amazing.
2: But there's people that puts everything, like, whatever you want, they it's horrifying. put it there. Like, mm, like, you want chicken and black beans and avocado and an arepa, and you go to a dude and he's going to do it. Oh, and yeah. it looks, to be honest, looks disgusting, but tastes amazing. It, t- it
0: tastes amazing. It tastes amazing. No, so, it's amazing. Yeah. So, it's so funny because, like, everyone, like, it's always like, oh, Mexico has their sopes, they have their tacos, their burritos. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Have you had an arepa, bro? It's the most, like, I think arepa arepa and empanada are the two most versatile meals Uh in Latin America, I feel. Yeah, Yeah, and it's underrated.
1: Yeah, I think the Brazilian version of both of those would be pastel. And, of course, we do empanada, but it's, like, different. Mm -hmm. But, like... What's pastel? Pastel is basically um, this fried pastry dough that we put whatever fillings we want and like it's you know what I mean? It's pretty much the same like um, but still uh, I I, I do agree that like original isn't necessarily the best every time Mm. because like i personally think of the brazilian culinary as like the super smash bros of like the super, <laughs> smash, super smash bros yeah. okay
2: that's that's bold
1: yeah because if you think about it, it we take a little bit of the best dishes from the best culinaries in the world and then we just make it our own make it into its own game you know so it's like for instance pizza if you go to like rome and you have pizza in rome you're going to have an entirely different experience if you go get pizza in sao paulo but like it's also rated the third best pizza in the world for a reason because like even though we're doing it in our own way adding our flair to it it's still like yummy Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to take away from like originally italian pizza it's just like that's its own thing
0: it's so funny because i remember because you said pastel in colombia we have pastel as well but it's complete like it's a dish called pastel it is so different
1: What's pastel in Colombia?
0: Uh, it's a uh, coastal... The way that I saw it growing up, essentially, it's like a coastal version of el tamal. Oh, my God. Or like coastal version of una llaca. Like, is it actually? No, and I know my mom's going to roast me through text. But <laughs> the one thing that I remember about pastel, I only knew two things really about it. One, it was my grandmother's like favorite meal. So whenever it was her birthday or Christmas the only two times we'd ever have it was around those times because she would want it. And secondly, I absolutely despise it with every fiber in my being. I it is I I know people that love it. Like my family likes it, my mom likes it, my grandmother loved it. My family, everyone likes it. For some reason, the taste of it is just not for me.
1: Mhm. Well, dude. This is what pastel looks like in Brazil. No, oh, okay, yeah.
2: I'm, I'm gonna change the crazy. way you th- see the world. Oh, for us, pastel is birthday cake. No, I know, mm. I know, I know. I know mm. But there's nothing else. Like there's <laughs> not like there's no other pastel. If you say pastel, it's like oh yeah, birthday cake. That's like, crazy. Like Bro. happy birthday. Like yep. can I get a piece of pastel? And it's like oh yeah. Birthday cake. Like you want
0: it. red velvet, my brother? Yeah, red velvet. Basically.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we should name this episode three different pastels. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. It's a little
2: different. It's crazy.
0: No, but what I love going on the topic of cake. Um, Latin America has so many different ways to say cake, and it's really funny. Oh yeah, because there's 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 pastel, torta, ponque, bolo, bolo, bolo in Brazil. Wait, bolo.
1: Bolo torta. We is, is
0: it is it with two L's?
1: No. Okay. It's
2: like B O L O
1: yeah
0: okay that's easy okay here here's a here's the the text from my mom (laughs) just just so you know it's not it's not her saying anything it is her sending me a link to get informed the website's called elinformador.com.co uh we love that uh man my mom i love her so much she helps us out with these because she educates me so while i wait for the internet to say okay they did say that this is a secure website because i would be I would be concise. Yeah, my mom's like, you don't like it because it has aceitunas y alcaparras. Uh, I mean, like, that's fair. I bro. don't like aceitunas.
1: Me neither.
2: Like Me we neither. have this Christmas called pan de jamon that is like oh, that's so like, good. A huge loaf it's of bread nice. with like the ham inside. Yeah, of it. with ham, it's bacon, so olives, and it's like dude, I don't like olives. So you have me like taking the olives and it's saying my mom is mm-hmm. like, what are you doing that? It's like, because I don't like them.
1: I also don't like raisins in like every single thing around this time I, of the year. I, I agree with year. you,
0: except for the one thing, which is the gift given to us known as chocolate covered raisins. Ooh. Ooh. I, that's the only time I consume raisins because they're but phenomenal.
1: What about what about chocotone, panettone? Do you guys like? Oh,
2: the Italian. Mm. I, yeah. I don't like it.
1: Oh, my God, not that's that huge in Brazil I'm, around the time I'm not a of fan of We panetone. love Chocotone. Oh, well. I mean, Panetone <laughs> is mostly for old people, but, like, I like the chocolate one.
2: Well, like, in Peru, because I live in Peru, too. Uh, it's, like, May, and they're already in there. Like, they're, they're obsessed really? with that. In May? It's, like, May. Oh, wow. And you go to, like, these places, like, mm. the supermarkets and everything, and there's already, like, shelves and shelves of Panetton, and it's, like, dude, it's May.
1: Yeah, in Brazil, it's, like, <laughs> from November until January is usually when people are eating it.
0: No, ra- around this time in Colombia, I think in Venezuela as well, the dominant dish is el buñuelo. Yep. El buñuelo.
1: What 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 is that? El buñuelo
0: right. is fried cheesy bread. Is the best way mm. I can describe it in English. And it's quite literally so good, and it's horrible for your health, but it's so
2: good. But all Christmas food is bad for your health. No, I it's know, I know. But like
0: it's it's uh it's la dieta la dieta navideña.
2: Oh yeah, that one. We yeah. love that one.
0: You, you sit down, you eat buñuelos, you eat uh, almohabanas...
2: I don't have that. We have, like, this pork sandwich. Oh, like Oh,
0: natilla. Natilla. We have, per,
2: like, pernil that is, like, raised like pork. You mm. put it on a bread and you put every single topping you want. So you eat that and then you go home and, dude, you're, like, fat. <laughs> like, fat. You're regretting it. And then
1: your family will make sure to let you know that, too. I know. <laughs> they, were, they were,
2: like, dude, you ate so much yesterday and say, like, you know, to be honest with you, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't care.
0: You're sitting there, it's like, ah, I'm gonna be honest with you, brother. Don't really care.
2: Yeah, it's like Christmas, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Like, like, you know what? The kids in Halloween, they only eat candy. Mm-hmm. It's like the same thing in L- Latin
0: America. It's uh, it's, Christmas it's Christmas and New Year's. Christmas and New Year's. It's an
1: addiction. Yeah. It's an yeah, addiction. Can we also talk about the fact that have you guys celebrated Christmas here with Canadians?
0: I have. No, I celebrated Christmas it's here, so locked away in my room uh, because I might have had COVID, so I was isolated for Christmas last year.
1: It it is so so very unfortunate. Different. <laughs> like f- the th- the thing that for me was the biggest cultural shock is the fact that. When it's like December 24th, they wanna have dinner at like 6, 7 p.m. and be in bed by 9 p.m. And in Brazil, at least, I don't know about your countries, but December 24th we're gonna oh, be yeah. like uh, drinking but until December, midnight. I know, you, you and you get home and like, we don't eat until no. then. Like De- that's our Christmas. December
0: 24th you get lit. December 25th you wake up and spend some
2: Hangover. time with family, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, like exactly. It's easy because like normally I, I used to so go. So that to, is
1: a Latina thing. Them. Yes. Yeah, I used yeah. to go to
2: like my friend's place, like my family's friend's place, and it was like we we're getting there at 8 p.m.
1: Yeah,
2: like you got there at you get there at 8 p.m. Not and
1: then you drink and, and like, then out you drink, and, you yeah. eat
2: you curse about the world.
1: Yeah. It's like it's it's almost like we treat Christmas in the same way we would treat New Year's Eve. Like you gotta do the the oh, build yeah. up to midnight and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: No, so, just cuz you mentioned Peru and we were talking about food, there's one thought that went into my mind which I think at least Canada and the US and at least most places I've seen in Europe, I could be wrong, are so silly for And it's the fact that they don't have like a signature soda, like a signature pop. Oh, (laughs) because you go to Canada, you go to to Canada, and they're just like you go to Canada, and they're like, oh, we have Coke, we have Sprite, and it's like that's everywhere. Canada, Canada Dry is like all over North America but like you come to Colombia you have Posto One you have that so many right? yeah. yeah. in, po- so in, in Colombia like if you go to each province almost each province has its own like specific pop, pop. Yeah. and it's fantastic yeah
1: Brazil has so many pop oh, no. yeah.
0: Brazil has Guarana which we is phenomenal okay
1: but but my favorite pop in Brazil that no one knows about is not just Guarana it's called Guarana Jesus <laughs> Guarana it's, Jesus it's, it's amen. Jesus Guarana <laughs> I don't
2: know we have amen we have like this one called Colita then it's like this Ooh. or Orange, like, dark orange drink. Yeah. That is great. I love it.
0: And, uh, and when I went to Cuba, they, their brand, because they can't, like, really import, like, Coke and whatnot, is uh, their brand is called Tu Cola, right? Okay. So, if you speak Spanish, cola not only is, like, soda, oh, but no, yeah. cola is also, like, ass, right? Mm-hmm. So, we're sitting there, and the waitress comes up, and she's like, hi, what can I get you? And my brother goes... Uh, hi, can I have tu cola? And I I don't mean your ass. I, I mean the soda option <laughs> that's on here. And the lady was like, I know that's the soda. I live here, you dumb.
2: <laughs> I don't know, just to confirm. But yeah, now that you were saying this, because in
0: Peru they have Inca-Cola. Inca-Cola. Like this
2: yellowish yeah. drink.
0: Inca-Cola is the best soda in the world, argue a wall. I don't care. Inca-Cola is genuinely the best pop I've ever had in my life mm-hmm. it is the best. it's amazing
2: there's a crazy story about Inca-Cola so uh-huh. you know that normally in every single country of the world Coca-Cola it's like the top brand yeah so in Peru that never happened
1: mm-hmm. like no?
2: Inca-Cola was always on top of Coca-Cola because it's so good yeah but look at this uh, Inca-Cola was their own brand yeah like 70 years uh, 60 years ago Coca-Cola b- bought Inca-Cola Because they were like, yeah, you're not going to sell more than us. So now they have the rights for Inca Cola. Yeah. Because they were like, okay. Because it was competition. Yeah, it was competition. They were losing. They need to, like.
0: (laughs) They're like, oh, screw you. They just bought the competition. They bought the company.
2: And now Inca Cola is under the rights of Coca Cola.
1: Wow.
0: That's crazy. Coca-Cola, I highly doubt you're listening to this, but can y'all please start manufacturing that here in Canada? Like, I need my fix. I need my fix.
1: Honestly, like, it's crazy because Coca-Cola tried to buy uh, Guaraná Antarctica, which is like the biggest competitor, like, in Brazil that they have, and they've tried to buy it like, I think... At least twice. If I'm, I, I might be wrong. Yeah. I might be wrong, but I've heard about it at least twice. So I don't, I don't think Guarana has sold it. I, I would be surprised if I found out that they sold it to uh, Coca-Cola. But it is like the biggest competition that they have, like in Brazil. Yeah. And I like it so much better.
0: Yeah. In, in Colombia, obviously, we have. I mean, I already mentioned the uh, Posto one, but like specifically Ua, Manzana. Uh, they have uh, what's it called? Pina, like that one's actually pretty solid. Yeah. And then, but like the 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 staple is Colombiana, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the staple of the country. Um, my favorite drink with Colombiana, honestly, is El Refajo. Um, Refajo is half beer, half Colombiana. Oh boy. In a pitcher, and it's fantastic. It's it's so it's so good. It's nice. It's a cool combination. Have that nice little like hot day. You're chilling with your family near a pool or something. Refajo, fantastic. Um, but yeah So we're gonna go on One more music break Before we have one Little talking segment To close out the show uh, This upcoming song Is Te Veo By Lasso. Hopefully
5: You guys enjoy it Enjoy que encontraré la forma de olvidarte con otra mujer y en eso estoy y sabes que no funciona, no funciona ni funciona Creas que fue fácil dejarte ir. No hay día en la semana que no piense en ti. Yo sé que por televisión parece que solo miento y lo que yo sentía por ti fue una ilusión. No supe explicarte que mi intención nunca fue apartarte y no.
0: All right, and we're back. We're taking a selfie here real quick, me and uh, Laura. And <laughs> we're back. It's 1247. We're going to have one little talk segment before we play our final song. As I mentioned before, that was Te by Um That guy's like
2: Venezuelan Justin Bieber. Venezuela and Justin Bieber. Venezuela and Justin Bieber.
0: <laughs> in we what all way?
2: Did those. <laughs> like, it's the same thing. Like you had this kid. Like I think I was 12 years old yeah. when he released that this song, <clears throat> and it was like, "Whoa, boy, this kid is singing bangers." And then we, when we learned he was like 19, it was like, "Oh yeah, this is a Justin Bieber." Like Venezuela the, and Justin Bieber.
1: That's crazy. So do, shout out to him. Do you have a Justin Bieber equivalent in Colombia too?
0: Ah. Oh. Do Don't we? say Morat. Do we? Morat? I mean, Morat is more like a One Direction of <laughs> Colombia. That's there. Because they're, they're this band. No, so here's the thing, right? Um, oh, what was their name? Uh, the three bands that come to mind for me that are like, could be like the Justin Bieber because they started it off when they were like quite young are um, Morat, which... They're still going on. All the girls love them. I think every single one of their songs sounds exactly the same. Like, it's not bad music. Yeah. But every song sounds exactly the same to me. And this is coming from, like, I love reggaeton. Reggaeton has a really similar vibe throughout. But, like, I I, I swear every single one of their songs are, like, the same. It's good music, but, like, it just feels so Mm samey. Um crap, what, what is it? The the other band is uh, Bonka. Bonka has some really good songs. Is it like a boy band? Uh, I don't think they even make music anymore, but they did for a while. And they made a song called El Problemon, which I think has... I heard that song. It has the catchy... The, the hook of the song, or the chorus, is... I think the catch it's one of the catchiest hooks I've heard in my life. It goes de que me sirve a que me quiera, esa persona que no quiero que me quiera, la que quiero, que me quiera, no me como quiero que me quiera. Those are bangers. It's a banger. Nice. That's a banger. Uh wait, no, but then the band that for me, they broke up because they what's it called? Like they started beefing between each other, but they dropped three of the like in my opinion, three of the greatest songs in in in, like, boy bandy history, I guess, because they're not really, like, a boy band, but it's Basilos. Uh, I was
2: going to say Big Time Rush, but yeah. But
0: well, Big Time Rush is fantastic, but in Colombia, we have Basilos. <laughs> Basilos dropped um, Mi Primer Millon, uh, Caraluna, and uh tabuco tabuco y Chanel, Chanel, which are, like, bro, I, I know for a fact, like, girls here don't, you know, they still don't speak Spanish, they don't understand it, but, like, if I stood outside a girl's house here and I did a serenata of Tawaco y Chanel, bro, the girl would melt. And she wouldn't even know what I'm talking about. But like it like Caraluna is the one that would be more romantic. Tabacuichan is like, damn, she left me and I miss her. You know, yeah. like yeah, <laughs> you know, they're, they're they're so
2: like dramatic. Like to be honest. It's so funny. Like, though. But, they're but I think
1: that's the best trait that we as Latinos have. Everything
0: is so dramatic. It's so intense. Y'all seen La Rosa de Guadalupe? I love that show. <laughs>
1: I think that this is one of the reasons why I've always loved the Adams family so much is because g- the way Gomez like is always declaring He's himself so to Morticia is so Latino. Like I can oh, yeah. Like like I was watching the movie the other day and at one point like the cops are like irresponsible or negligent with them and Gomez just went, you people, where is your humanity? Humanity. And I'm like, yeah, that's literally yeah, us Latino. at like a bank. Sounds about <laughs> us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to be
2: honest. No, no. For but me. Yeah, no, no. Sorry. Now, now that you mention Arroz de Guadalupe. Uh, that's what the best show. show this world has ever done. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. For you, I, you have no idea what happens. I'm just gonna try it's to. It's so like, funny. No,
0: you can't summarize it. I it's will try to summarize so it in one minute. So I think I think it's like I don't think it's the best. I just think it's one of the most iconic. Uh, it's. I find it amazing. hilarious. I, th- I find it so
2: funny. Like it, it basically like every single episode, something tragic happens. <laughs> it's so like like half of the episode. Why it's like laughing? this kid that needs money so he starts selling drugs I'm and then his aunt so learns love. that and she goes to like a, a virgin like a, a virgin stage you like a statue like oh can you please help him he's suffering and then a flower shows up and five minutes later everything's solved
0: it's so Funny. That's how it happens.
2: Like every single episode <laughs> is <crazy>. the same. <laughs> it's but they're so, so good that I can watch that every single day of my life. It's
0: so Latin American too. It's like it super is. overly dramatic. It's so funny. But like what's like another show, obviously, Latin American classic, El Chao. Yes,
1: in In Brazil, we call him Chavis, but no, yes, a classic.
0: Uh, speaking of Brazil, I, there was this episode of, of El Chao where like they're just like playing football, they're playing soccer. <laughs> and uh, all I saw were edits of that of him playing and they would put like brazilian music over and put chavinho <laughs> like <laughs> it was so funny oh uh,
1: yeah <laughs> i love Chavis oh my god i i used to get really emotional whenever I watched it as a kid and my mom would be like, Why are you sad? I'm like, He lives in a barrel.
2: <laughs> Have you ever watched the episode when they go to Acapulco?
1: Yes. yes. I, that was my favorite.
2: I saw on that episode. Oh, yeah. Like every-
1: Oh my God. El,
0: El Chao del Ocho is is a staple of Latin America. It is. It's yeah. amazing. It is.
1: We'll love it. It's, and it's, it's really hard to explain it to people who didn't grow up with it. <laughs> I don't know how I, exp- I don't know how it's I explain the show. It's just kid who lived in a barrow. No, I but, but, <laughs> but like you need to understand something. Like are all he kids. they're all tamarind like, juice. They're all, all the kids time. and they're all
2: like 50-year-old kids, people but playing they're, like, them. Like 40, 50 years old people like dress as kids and it's like what is happening here? It's crazy.
1: It,
0: it, it's so funny because like if I showed it to someone here in Canada they'd be like what the hell is this show? And I, I, I show it to anyone in Latin America like this checks out. This is very normal. Okay, but
1: yeah. I don't know if you guys have an equivalent to this in your countries, but one show that I think it it's like quintessentially Brazilian is called Casos de Família. It's like family cases. Yeah, I do have that. Yeah, you you, you have the equivalent. I have, no
2: no no. I have the same thing called Casos de Família. Ah!
1: Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like you don't know. Those they don't sh- have that here. I think Maury Povich is the only equivalent <laughs> I don't know that they have. those shows.
2: When they're like, I've never watched. Uh, what's the name of this? The Do- La Doctora Polo uh, La Doctora Polo You know what I'm talking about <laughs> I, yeah. like, I know what you're talking about There's like so well. every single episode Like Like yeah, Judge Judy Like yeah Like that guy is yeah. stealing my money <laughs> <laughs> He's been stealing my money Yeah <laughs> And it's like Okay See, It's like a, It's crazy
1: But what's the Casos de Familia like For you For me it's like basically
2: The episode starts Like a doctor feel setup. Uh-huh. When this, like, there's, like, and there's also, like, ex- ex- spectators. Like, there's people watching the show. Yeah. So, it comes, like, okay, today we have two different cases. So, first, we're going to call Julián, and Julián comes. And he's, like, Julián, what is happening? Well, so, uh, my ex is stealing my money. Yeah. <laughs> and then the ex comes, like, well, I'm not doing it. And it's basically a fight. Yeah, yeah. And ends up with, like, okay, Julián, you're keeping the money. You're going to, ha- to jail. That's it.
1: Okay, so it's more like a court thing that It's yeah. like Judge Judy. Okay. It's like a
2: Judge Judy, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: see, c- c- like, Casos de Familia in Brazil is insane because basically this um, host who just, like, loves setting conversations on fire, like, that's, like, <laughs> that's her talent. She just, like, greets an audience and she's always like, okay, today we are going to talk about family problems. How about the problems of families that don't accept you for who you are? And then she picks... The weirdest freaking people you've ever met, you know, it's going to be like, hi, my name is Carlos and uh, I, you know, do malabarism with uh, pigs and my family doesn't understand me. And uh, like they bring in the family and it's like, yeah, but you're always throwing pigs at people like, of course we don't get you. And it's like uh, you have the craziest arguments all the time because more often than not, it's like really unreasonable people oh yeah trying to reason with even more unreasonable people it's and so funny <laughs> it love has that. nothing to do with family dynamics for, nine out of ten times yeah, it's don't just have like anything. you're
2: weird bro like they, those shows
0: don't exist here like they don't have like that they
1: don't have that kind of entertainment they don't
0: it's so funny because it's weird no, so i'm gonna wrap it up like oh yeah they told us you guys need to start ending a little early so i gotta like wrap up in a second but for me in terms because it's not a tv show Well, it technically is. It's a segment on this TV show you might have heard of. It's called El Noticiero, also known as The News, because every country (laughs) has the news. Um, And my favorite one in Colombia, and I sound like a horrible human being for saying this when you know what it is, is um, there's a segment by this thing called Bienestar Familiar. Oh, my God. Which is essentially, it's like the child protective services of... In Colombia, and every every night at a certain time in the news, they have a segment where they show all the missing kids in Bogota, or like depending on where you are, like in your city, right? And the reason why it makes me laugh is because it has the catchiest goddamn song I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) just imagine. You know, it, it, the, the song is made catchy so you know the lyrics, right? But like I love listening to it because the beat is so good. I love showing it to to like white people here in Canada because they don't speak Spanish, so they hear the beat and they're like, "Wow, this song is so catchy. It's so fun." And I'm like, it's about, it's missing, the, children. It's about missing children. Like children's amazing when they're it's playing. It's made this. it's made by the government, right? Like it, the, the the lyrics go me conoces mirame bien si sabes de mi padre mi madre o oh mis abuelos
1: okay but but before before we wrap up before we wrap up if we are talking about favorite new segments i have to mention God. that when i moved to canada i saw a new segment like 10 years ago that changed my life and how i think about canadians and i oh never forgot it like uh, here i am growing up in brazil dealing with crimes where it's like people get robbed people get you know killed for money and these things and yet i turned on the news in canada 10 years ago and they were talking about this man that was wanted in vancouver and he was wanted because he was and i quote a serial butt stabber a man who was wanted by the cops for going around and stabbing, stabbing people's people butt. butts. Okay. He wasn't taking their money. He wasn't taking their wallet. He wasn't <laughs> taking their bank passwords. He was just stabbing their butts and running away. And when I saw that, I remember laughing so much because, sure, I feel bad for the people who were just trying to buy their groceries and got their butts stabbed. Like, I th- I'm sorry for you. But, like, I thought it was just so hilarious that Canada is the kind of country where you're so stable that you have no reason to steal mm-hmm. or commit a crime and you still wanna do it, so you just go out and stab people's butt. Like <laughs> you're not stealing their money, you're not getting their social security number, you're just like stabbing their butt and that's your crime in Canada. And I respect that. <laughs>
2: uh yeah uh, I don't know if I have time to <laughs> tell about like quickly tell about my favorite news segment. It's not in Venezuela, it's in Peru. So when the pandemic started, there was like curfew, right? Yeah. So the only people that was allowed to be outside were like doctors, policemen, etc. So there was like TV, this TV show segment of like the TV like anchor in a band filming people that they were like taking because they were outside. So they were like, yo, sir, what are you doing outside? I'm just like, well, I'm taking the trash. <laughs> and they were like, it was